Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is uh, time for a much-anticipated episode two on Here to Tell. I'm actually joined with uh, a special guest this evening. Um, v, how are you? I'm doing pretty good, man, out here in Chicago. It's the windy city, but uh, no wind yet. No wind yet here out here, so feeling good. Good, man, good. No, you haven't uh, ran into any Michael Jordan protégés, have you? Uh, only a few, but it was a white version. I think it was me. Oh boy. Well, here's the thing. Um, it's good to hear from you first and foremost. And, uh, you know, last week we had our kickoff and I I told a little bit of the people, you know, that you were, um, on a business trip, kind of missing an action. So, um, you know, I I guess give them a little bit as to, you know, where you were at and kind of what you were doing, just a snippet. So we, before we jump on into episode two. Well, everything that I do in my life is top secret, so unfortunately I cannot uh, disclose that information, but I can say that it was something that will probably change my life and the dynasty of my last name forever. Wow, wow, well, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. I mean, as far as him giving us the insight in which I thought he was, um, he kind of kind of just left it out there for the suspense to build up, so that's okay, that's okay. Well, Basically, what we have on, on the menu today is the, ep- the evolution of hip-hop. And, um, you know, this kind of basically just stems from, you know, growing up in a, in a culture where my musical taste was anything from, you know, late 70s, early, early to mid-80s, you know, Sugar Hill Gang to Run DMC. Um, obviously, now it's transcend- transcended to... Uh, you know, Drake, Drake of the likes, uh, J. Cole Kendrick, j- just to name a few. So, um, V, you know, you uh, you have a, a, an interesting perspective that uh, I'm sure myself has definitely been curious about because I know you have a background of kind of a multicultural background. So um, I think my main my main question for you is, you know, where where do you feel like hip-hop is is now like what what have you noticed about the, the now hip-hop right right well i'm gonna tie that into a little bit into actually what i do and kind of what i stand for which is technology and kind of what impact technology okay. has had on uh, on hip-hop and the evolution of hip-hop so if we look back into the uh, early late 90s even early 2000s uh say from tupac all the way down to uh nelly and uh, those artists ludicrous there wasn't technology had not had its what's called a dot com boom. Websites uh, were not existent at that particular time, or at least mainstream like they are now. And then mobile apps specifically have not been introduced in in that era. So at that particular time period, uh, everything had to be word of mouth. Uh, everything had to be marketed directly in person. You had to have the connections, and you had to you know, find the right person to get those deals, which I believe personally that um, actually impacted the sound of the music uh, because you had to really, really be different at that particular time to stand out. Uh, people weren't really going to, you know, find you on, on Instagram or on Snapchat or on Twitter. Right. Uh, whereas now um, everybody's trying to become a rapper or, or a singer or hip hop because they feel like they can with social media, with right. technology. So I think that 
that had a really, really big impact on hip hop because even nowadays, artists like Drake, artists like Takashi Six Nine, which is actually a trending artist right now, number two on the music billboard, they're making their money from streaming platforms like Spotify, iTunes, and other avenues. Right. Whereas back in right. the day, you had, you had made your money touring and making actual uh, album sales, physical CDs that you would actually sell. So I think that that has a big impact on the type of music that's coming out. Because we, we look at the state of hip-hop right now, to be honest with you, in order to really succeed, you got to have a lot of fuckery in you. You got to like stand out and you got to be like somebody from Mars. I mean, yeah. look at look at Takashi 69. The guy's got 69 tattoos on his body and with pink hair and he's like the hottest artist in the game. Like close uh, other than Drake, but in right. terms of people talking about him, like he's number 2 right now on the Billboard. But right. if you look at the guy, you would think you know, the people back in 2000 or 90s would look at him and, and laugh. But now people are applauding him for his, you know, uh, marketing and whatnot. So that's there's no, there, there's opinion. absolutely no doubt. You know, there's no doubt that you know the trend nowadays is, is, is what what you look like. You know, your product, your your brand is yourself. And if you're not able to elicit and market yourself effectively, then you're going to have an uphill battle. There's just no doubt about that. And you know the the game, you know the game is transcended. It's it's it's, it's went through its its times where it was all about that boom clap boom clap to all of a sudden you got a lot more lyricists now that you can put any beat on and they can just go for 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 hours they get in the booth and their creativity just really shines one thing that is kind of fascinating is how much the younger hip-hop culture has really kind of you know changed the game a lot too i mean back in the day it seemed like everyone kind of was around the same age age range you know the right. the, the real gurus the pox the biggies um, the Dre's, the Snoop's, um, you know, from the early, the early 90s. And then even, like you said, going to the 2000s, the Nellies, the the Maces, the the Ludas, they, they were all around the same age group. And nowadays you got cats that's like, you know, Lil Wayne was kind of the first one that, you know, he was 15 with cash money and everything with hot, with hot, with hot girl. Um, when he came on the scene, I like I'm hot, you know, easy, but. Right. He was really kind of the first one. And like nowadays you got cats like 17, 18, 19, 20, 20, 21 years old and stuff that's that's coming out and making a name for itself. And it's like it's not just it's not just from the south either. It's from everywhere. East Coast, West Coast. They you got you got cats from 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 Brit from Britain with accents that's coming and dropping flames. So it's it's really interesting to see where it's where it's came from and, and how it's evolving. So you know, you, 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 you mentioned something about the technology piece. And I, I wonder, though, like, are you saying that the technology is the reason why the music nowadays is so different? Are you saying that that's the major contributor or are you saying just the evolution of the society and social media? Because Right. Well, I think that uh, you mentioned a good point that uh, nowadays you have artists that are much younger. Some artists that are coming out, like, for example, Lil Pump who was 19 years old and is buying $4 million houses as if it's nothing. Um, the reason that they're able to do this is really, really obvious. Is once again, because of technology and social media. You, because of technology, anybody at any age can be recognized and seen for what they do. A person who's 15 years old might say something ridiculous on a beat or might have some really, really uh, catching melody or hook on there, put it on YouTube, and somehow... He just generates a million views. You know, right. it could either be by stroke of luck or he might actually know somebody in the game or or through YouTube searching algorithms. It doesn't really matter. The point is, is that 
like the backpack kid, like right. the backpack kid, for example, exactly. right? The thing, the difference is back then people cared, but people are not in control of what's going on. The internet is so, and the internet doesn't really care. They just want entertainment, and the internet is willing to believe a lie if it's more entertaining. And what these artists are doing nowadays is just they're doing whatever it is to actually satisfy the people. Um, and I think another part, a really big part for why hip hop has actually evolved, is because of the people, uh, us as the listeners. We got used to the same beats. We got used to the same lyrics. People True talking that. about their heartbroken, and people talking about that they're in their extra large white tees. Right. And right. We're not going to listen to that anymore. That type of thing. It has to evolve because of the way the culture evolves. People are not wearing three X white tees anymore, so you can't talk about in my white tee, like because nobody's really wearing those big ass white tees. You know, people are wearing fitted polos and stuff. So you got to come up more smooth. If you're going to talk about your clothes, you can't be looking like, a, like an idiot. You know damn well that there is somebody on some corner on the block of New Orleans or New York or or even the West Coast in Cali or Oregon or Washington that is wearing a 4X white tee. You you cannot stop that. You cannot <laughs> tell me that, V. You know better than well, that. There's, I- there's somebody somewhere wearing a white tee. Shout out to top to bottom real quick uh, for selling like you, all the white tees. It's funny you mentioned top to bottom because that actually reminded me when I first moved to America, you know, I had my, my group of friends was really select, but they were all diverse. I had a Mexican friend. I had a dark black friend, which was my, my right. homie. And right. I had my other light skin friend and uh, me and the Mexican guy, I'm not going to mention his name. We went to top to bottom. And, you know, I was from Europe. So Europe was still accustomed to having like, you know, the fitted shirts and I, you know, right. I, I'm a man, you know, I, well, I was a little kid at that particular point, but you know, I wore small, uh, or either it was either small or medium for whatever the boys section was. And I was in the boys section because you know, I was a little kid. Right. Uh, and this Mexican dude, he went to the adults and I was thinking in my head, and maybe he's buying something for his dad or something. I don't know. This dude, <laughs> three, this dude came out with a three X shirt. That was bigger than him. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Hey, well, you know, you know that you know what though? That that style, that particular style lasted a really impressive amount of long time. You know, so I, I honestly, uh, as much as I want to hate on it, I gotta say I contributed to it too. The one thing that separated that separated me from the rest of my friends is that I felt like my my white tee wasn't banging all the way down to my knees. You know, right. I, I had a cutoff point. It, it it went past. It went it went to the middle of the thigh. But when you get down past the middle of the thigh on your white tee in the Air Forces, <laughs> you you kind of breaking barriers. So yeah, yeah. I mean, no, for sure. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely evolved. I mean, I I think for I think for or, you know, depending on which area you're you're more uh, that's more to your liking. I think it, personally, I think it's uh, evolved uh, for the best. Right. Uh, in terms right. of at least in terms of the style and the way it is, I mean, it, it, you really think about it, it's quite silly to wear a three X four X shirt if you're really a medium. But um, I guess to each their own. Um, so, let, you know, I gotta ask you: is is do you feel like nowadays the hip hop lyrics and and the delivery of some of these artists are um, more potent? Do you feel like that they carry more weight? nowadays and what they're dropping in their content versus versus um you know back in the day even trending in the, in the mid 2000s early 2000s even 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 the, the the mid to early 90s i mean you know lyrics to lyrics bar for bar punchline for punchline metaphor to metaphor do you feel like now it's it's more potent do you feel like it hits harder now uh i mean i think that's dependent on each person and how they view it i can see it from both perspectives i mean um 
back in the day, you know, if we're going back to, you know, 90s, early 2000s, you had lyricists who really can put down their pen, like Nas, for example. I mean, yes. I mean, yes. that's and nowadays, I don't think maybe there's one or two artists that I feel like you can be compared to the pen that Nas carries. So I think now it's just hip hop is a lot more versatile. You can have a lot of different styles within the culture and it's actually accepted and it's okay. Right. Whereas in the 90s or 2000s, if you tried to do some of the things that some of these artists do where, uh, and I don't really want to throw them under the bus, but it's kind of, let's just call it the Atlanta sound. Uh, they're just repeating the same words or the same melody, uh, kind of like Future does in most of his songs, even though they're, they're considered bangers. I mean, do you think Nas really or... Jay-Z or the, the real lyricists back in the they day. Might, yeah, they might, yeah, yeah, yeah. They might have a they might have a chorus or a hook that's catchy, but in their in their verses, you're right. They're they're, they're not repeating the same words over and over. You're right about right. that one. So I I think I think I think earlier in the day when hip hop first got founded and into the nineties and two thousands, I think that people were under the impression, and rightly so, that to make it in the hip hop game, you had to have bars. That was a big component of hip hop in making it was that you can spit bars. Whereas now, the biggest component to make it in hip-hop is how different you are and how really you can separate yourself. And that can be your look, the way that you talk, right. even the way that you dress. Right. And even, it can be anything. So um, I think that bars are not really actually being respected in, in, in our culture to the general population. The people who listen to lyrics and, and love the bars are always going to know uh, when somebody's acting fraudulent or when somebody's not really putting down the pen the way they're supposed to. Right. And also, nowadays, people are getting exposed to ghostwriting a lot more than they did back in the day. So you can't really trust the bars because you don't know who it came from. Right. Yeah, and that's definitely something that, you know, you would you really wouldn't experience too much, you know, back in the hip-hop cultures when you had albums, you know, like and, and like the Chronic with, with Snoop and Dre and then evolve into, you know, uh, West Coast, West Coast gangsters and everything with Nate Dogg. It's it just you wouldn't see that. If you did, if you did see that or hear about that, I mean, it was really hard to recognize because there right. was no there was no social media. It wasn't blown up as much. It, it there was it was really a lot easier to to fly under the radar, so to speak, in the hip hop culture. Now, as soon as soon as the beef, the East Coast West Coast beef, kind of peaked and 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 people was you know exposed, so to speak, and and their market their market value and their everything just kind of changed. I mean, that, that type of exposure was easier to recognize because you, you couldn't hide. You was, people were getting put on blast and beef was, beef was becoming real. Right. No, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah for sure. I mean, and, and, and nowadays, I mean, there's definitely beef, but it's like I said, it's, it's a part of the internet technology where people just troll and, and you can hide behind a computer. Whereas back in the day, if you try to come up with some beef, it, it was for real, uh, a.k.a. Jaw Rule 50 Cent, stuff like that. I mean, this stuff was actually real. We're um, talking about career-ending beefs. Like, people have gone off the face of the earth because they've got verbally and lyrically smashed so hard. Well, I mean, I mean, a, a, the big contributor to that is honestly 50 Cent, the biggest troll in the game. But, uh, I mean, he tried to have beef with everybody when he came out. But, I mean, nowadays... Um, everybody's really beefing, but it's it's not real beef. That's the thing. It's not actually real beef. It's actually just an internet troll. And you know, I've I've even seen some world star hip hop videos where they actually plan their beefs. Two artists will plan beefs to generate the interest in the social media into the Instagrams or Snapchats, just to promote like an album or something. So you can't really trust the beefs nowadays. It's, most of it is not real because people are hiding. Right. Whereas back in the day, that was like like lives were actually involved. It was pretty serious. But 
I mean, the w- one thing, actually, you, you were talking and I, I was thinking about uh, one particular thing that just came up to me was that um, the music back in the day, the hip hop back in the day, in the clubs, as it relates to in the clubs, I'm going to go off and just You mean say, like the nightlife? You mean like yeah, the, the nightlife. nightlife? Yeah, so the music back in the day, let's just say 2000s when they had Lil Jon or they had Juvenile. Let's just, you know, those, that type of music really brought the inner freak. Uh, from the women in the clubs because oh absolutely I mean, I mean if you think about it even in even now in 2018 when drop that ass from juvenile drops those girls are getting down on the floor and they are doing stuff with their asses that i have never seen so i think that <laughs> i mean i i really do believe that uh nowadays like when you're at the club and stuff they play joints and stuff but the women's response to the music is not that they want to get on the dance floor and just do things that you only dream of but back in the day, because I used to go to some of the clubs in Portland, I'm not going to mention them, but when they played Juvenile, they played Lil John, they played some of the some of that nasty music, I'm telling you, man. You knew that they were down to get down. You, yeah, you, they were, you knew what was coming. Yeah, they definitely, and, and they just, and, and a lot of times they just didn't reject that, you know, if, if you could hang. I remember when I was 18 going to the particular club in Portland, and it was a whole thing of I break you off, you break me off, but they were listening to the 2000s music. I'm telling you that right now you don't go to clubs and just see people trying to break each other off. It's because of the music. The music doesn't really offer that within there, whereas back in the day, the music made you do that. They had some weird psychology on women, and and I miss it. But I mean, yeah, no, it's definitely, it's definitely, it's definitely a lot more hit and miss now. I knew, I think for for every for every four or five. I think I would say for every five or six normal, just dancing, feel good tracks, you probably have maybe one really rump shaking, booty shaking, you know, get down, get dirty, get freaky, get nasty club banger. And and you know what? DJs don't even go as far as playing the whole track. They spin out of it. So it's like they really only sample in like a good 15, 20 seconds and they spin it out of it. Now, that's it. That's a really good point, yeah, the sampling part, because, yeah, it actually, maybe maybe it's in the DJ. Maybe if the DJ let the music go through, maybe the woman would warm up a little bit and actually start shaking that ass that their mama gave them. But, I mean. Part of it is the yeah, DJ. Maybe it could you, be in, Part could of be it in is the DJ, DJ yeah, but I think, honestly, you, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head. There's just not a lot of consistency with, with those artists making that type of music. Everyone is kind of, you know, it's, it's nice. It's, it's kind of a love-hate, because back in the day, it was money, cars, clothes, hoes. And now it's like it's, it's it's so random. You don't really know, which is good. Depend on what you look right. at, it, but you don't really know what you're gonna get from the artist. You don't know if you're gonna get someone that's got a nice soft kind of melody tone, like maybe like a tray, and then they can switch it up and go kind of kind of edgy exactly. and talk about something that's completely less spectrum. Or if you're gonna just get someone that's hardcore all the time, or if you're gonna get someone that's like a collaboration, like a future DJ Khaled, you don't know. So. These artists nowadays, yeah. they're not, it's kind of amazing now that I think about it, why they're not making that booty shaking love making music anymore. And it is kind of sad when I think about it because, especially during the summertime, we all know that summers are hot and girls got the shorts out and they want to shake. It. Yeah, no, and, for and, sure. and guys, and guys want, and want, guys want, we want to be on that. We want to be respectful. But when y'all, when, when that music's on, we, we all know that it's, it's hard. It's, it's, it's hard. Yeah, no, I mean, we'll, 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 you know, not to get too much into it because we'll, we'll have a whole another podcast talking about the behavior of women and, you know, how they try to. We know it's coming. We know it's coming. Yeah. They know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. Um, but yeah, man, no, I totally agree. Uh, I think that, like I said earlier, I think that, I think it's actually for the best. I think now hip hop is very versatile. So you can really, 
you can really express your creativity in your music. Whereas before you had to really have one particular thing that you're kind of good at. Like I said, bars, which was really valued back then. But now people, people, you have, you have a big market. You have right. a big market of people. Some people like bars. Some people like to listen to you because of your melodies or just your hooks or the people that you feature. Somebody might listen to you, not because of you, but because they like right. you to feature all the time. I mean, and, but you can still make it. So for all the upcoming rappers out there inspiring uh, you know become a rapper my advice to you is uh be a freak <laughs> uh, when you get on that stage you know make people feel like you came from mars uh, because that's really what's gonna look at lady gaga well she's she's she's, not a... she's let's let's not go down that path I, I mean <laughs> i i have quite a few words for lady gaga if i was to meet her in person, in person yeah so. i'm just saying i'm just saying she's a good example of she like, is she like, is you, yeah like you can you can pretty much be anything that you want and and the crazy thing is and nowadays you're not judged right. for it it's accepted. like people will actually it's accept accepted. it it's a, it's accepted and you can be successful so it there's there's a good in it like i said because you can express your creativity but for the real hip hop fans the people who value those bars who who value the culture who you know who, who love the sound the producers they're going to see a lot of these artists that are making this music and to them it's trash but they're succeeding and they're going to generate hate from right. them because they're you know they they're used to putting in that hard work and and grinding and making working on a beat for a week and writing the bars out for a week and here comes this 19 year old kid who just throws up a song that repeats one word like gang 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 next thing you know it's a million dollars it's a hit gang, gang, gang. you and I need to start an yeah. album we need to start a mixtape and we might as well just call it here we are now and we can make we can make we can go platinum with 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 two tracks just just say three we'll pick three words and we'll say them the whole song yeah, no, I mean, it, sure. it, I mean, it feels hey. like it's almost that easy nowadays to really to really get published and go far. I mean, but I, I think one of the last questions I, I, I have, not the last question, but one of the last questions is, do you agree with the statement of hip hop is dead? Uh, no, I don't think it's dead because it cannot be dead as long as the artists who built the foundation around it are still alive. Mm. So as long as you have those artists still putting out albums like Eminem, um, like Nas, Nas actually recently is putting out an, uh, an album like Kanye, you know, uh, a lot of these artists who, who are still putting out, as long as they're putting out albums, I don't think anybody can actually say that hip hop so is dead because they're still, they're still keeping it. Like Lil Wayne, for example, you know, he said hip hop can't be dead because I'm the cardiac. So like he's the heart of right. it. Same thing with right. Cassidy, you know, Cassidy, Cassidy, who's really big on bars says hip hop can't be dead as long as I'm alive. So I, I personally agree. I, I don't think hip hop can be dead as long as those artists are still alive. Now, once those true artists uh, go away, then, then yeah, I can see an argument for hip hop. But here's the thing. Here's a better question. Is hip hop really hip hop? It, 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 hip hop nowadays is falling. It shouldn't have its own category. Should we even categorize the current music that's put into hip-hop and rap as hip-hop and rap? Or should it have its own category? A lot of this music doesn't even sound like rap. I think it does. I think it does have to be classified as hip-hop, simply just with, given the context and, you know, some of the, the circle, certain cir- surrounding genres and, 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 and lyrics that are dropped within each song and, and, and the artist's delivery and the style, it has to be hip-hop because, you know, even though it has evolved and it's changed, you know, the, the tempos, the, the melodies, the beats, everything is faster, sped up and, and sounds way more versatile, as you put it. Um, the message is, is, is still kind of it, it still relates to, to the 90s and the 2000s. Right. Um, I think for that, you have to I mean, if you're going to create something new, it, it has to be just as good or better 
than what is established. You know? Correct. No, I agree with that. I totally agree with that. So, yeah, I guess I guess only the future will tell where uh, hip hop stands. But for right now, I'm personally digging it. I don't have any problems with it. I'm enjoying the music. You know, I'm, I'm I have the luxury. And we all have the luxury because we have our smartphones to thank that for. We can listen to any music we want. You like old school? Listen to it. You got it on your your, your phone. You want to listen to Takashi Six Nine? Go ahead. You got it on your phone. Every, it, there, there's a taste for everybody. So I, I'm liking hip hop. I, I don't have no beefs with that. Nothing. There you have it. There you have it. Well. V, you know, as always, a pleasure, man. And, you know, we, we got to do this again somehow. Um, you know, we, we definitely got to do it again and, and, and figure out what, what we can really make, make something out of this, man, whether we drop an album, a mixtape, put it together, or, um, you know, whether, whether I fly out to Chicago and, and, and take over what you do and, and, and make, your, make your hustle, make your occupation mine. I might just have to do that, man. Uh, you might. You might have to. And, uh I got to say that I think that this podcast uh, show went really well. And, folks, next week we'll see you on Here to Tell. There's my little bar. <laughs> Good one, man. Hey, peace out, folks. Take it easy.